What up, everybody? Baroque Medusa here. Guess what? We have another guest for Top Shelf Hijinks. None other than another best friend of mine, Blaine Dean of Blaine Dean Media. He is a lifestyle and editorial photographer. You can find him online, Instagram, at Blaine Dean Media, all one word, and also his homepage, BlaineDeanMedia.com. Of course, the web links for both of these are in the show notes. So let's go ahead and get started. Blaine Dean Media, what's going on? <laughs> How you doing today? I'm doing good. How about yourself? Doing well, thank you. Good. Thank you for having me. You are welcome. Blaine Dean is one of my best friends. He's my best guy friend. Let's start there. So um, why don't you tell my listeners, first of all, what got you into photography and how long you've been doing it for? <sighs> Man, it's funny. I actually um, just recently had to uh, submit for an interview and it was kind of fun to kind of go back through, like go down memory lane and kind of go through this. Um, but I'll shorten it because it was quite long. But just to give you kind of like a bit of a rundown, I actually started uh, kind of messing around with it when I was in high school. And my friend reminded me of that because he was the one that kind of pushed me into it. Um, I used to just take pictures with my phone, just messing around, you know, around campus, having a good time and stuff. And I just like kind of like there was a bit of a spark there. Like, OK, this is kind of interesting. Maybe I could look into this a bit more. And then as a gift for Christmas, for graduation, actually, it was a graduation gift. Um, I received a um a little blue Sony uh, camera back in 2006. And um, that was kind of like the starting point. I just kind of like jumped into it, messed around, started trying things here and there. And then uh, I started going to a LBCC and as a gift for, um, for school, because I needed one for class, my uncle and my mother got me my first DSLR. And um, that's kind of where, everything began for me because that was finally my chance to use a, a camera that was like um, high quality with all the functionality that I needed in order to um, produce the type of photos that we were required to do in school. And it opened up a whole new world for me because it was like, I had seen all of these amazing photos for years and was like, how do people do this stuff? Not knowing what the trick was. So when I got to learn how to do a lot of that stuff, it just really like kind of like opened my mind to new things and then um, jump all the way to 2019. I had a um, an uncle who was um, really proud of me and my photography and he really loved what I did and he always encouraged me to keep going and he passed away that year um, in his will. He told his widow to get me my next camera so it was kind of a touching moment for me. I, I'll never forget. Um, I was sitting at home. It was like a random Thursday in the afternoon. It was like around 3, 3, 3.30 or so. And, uh, you know, this is like before pandemic and stuff. So people are just, you know, I was just chilling or whatever. And my my um, my aunt hit me up and was like, hey, um, I'm buying a laptop for my grandson and I need your help. Can you meet me at Best Buy? And I was thinking, okay, cool. Let's meet at the Best Buy up the street. And she told me to come to this Best Buy way out in Torrance. Mind you, I'm living mid-North, uh, mid-Long Beach to Lakewood area. 
So I was like, what? That's like random as hell. Why do you want me to come way out there? So I was like, okay, whatever. Maybe this is where the particular computer is. So I drive all the way out there and she told me to go and look at some of the other computers while they bring his out and see if I could find something better than the one that, that she had chose, you know, me still being oblivious, not knowing what's going on. <laughs> and, um, so I go look at the computers, like she said, then I come, she's like, Hey, Blaine, come here. So I walk across the store to where she's at and I see the Nikon box and I still really hadn't, it hadn't processed. I was thinking, Oh, maybe it's just sitting on the counter. Cause she wasn't standing in front of it to make, you know, I didn't know what was going on. And, um, I walk up and I was like, Oh, what did you get in my MacBook?" And the guy looked behind the counter, looked all confused. And he was like, no, she wanted to get a camera. And I was like, then it like finally snapped and hit. And I was like, Oh shit, this is really happening right now. And I'm telling you, I like almost burst into tears. I couldn't believe it. I went from, if you are going to, put to use something to make an example out of if you, i went from basically like a honda to like a maybe like a bentley coupe in terms of cameras and i couldn't believe it i was like damn this is really happening right now and that just like it just like blew me away you know and and that was the moment that i realized that although i had already kind of wanted to be a professional photographer that receiving that camera really pushed me into um wanting to like focus heavily on becoming a professional photographer like really wanting to um pursue it heavily you know what i mean and yeah. um around the end of 2019 i met my now wife and um we started dating and she was really interested in my photography. Uh, it's kind of funny because I actually met her because of photography. She asked me to take a headshot for her. And um, long story short, that ended up being like how we started dating. It's kind of funny. Uh, I laugh at it now. But um, she really pushed and really encouraged me. Um, I love her support. I, I have very few people who like really, really push me in photography, one of them being you, you know how that is. You, you always push me and give me encouraging words and encouragement to pursue whatever my next goal in this particular art form is. But aside from you and a couple of my, you know, cousins and my mom, she's my, my closest support system because I'm with her 24 seven, you know? So, um, she encouraged me and we kind of expanded our businesses together cause she does, you know, makeup and whatnot. So, her pushing me to pursue it heavier. I just decided one day I'm going to pull the trigger and I upgraded to the most recent camera that I have. And I have not been happier. I cannot say I've ever dealt with a piece of hardware that has given me the, um, the, I want to say like 95% perf perfect results every time. Like I have with this camera, it has been a godsend and just, you know, really focusing heavily on this has, has, it has made my life feel so enriched, especially lately, because I've been kind of like up and down with it. But I just, as of right now, I just feel incredible. And I just want to pursue the art as, as much as I can and continue to grow in it and see where it leads me. Okay, so 
damn, I didn't realize you've been doing this for 18 years. I know you're younger than me, but that's a long <laughs> fucking time. Shit, that's good. <laughs> I and didn't I realize didn't... it until I wrote out what I just explained to you, and I just added it up, and I was like, oh, shit, this is crazy. Yeah, you've been doing it for a long fucking time, so no wonder why you're so good. And um, <laughs> I didn't realize about your uncle, so that's so cool that he blessed you after he left. Yeah. So, like, he, it was, like, his way of give, giving you his blessing on, like, you're doing good work, or the way I see it, that you're doing good work and to continue, he wants you to continue to do it, to follow yes. your passion. Yeah, that, that's how, that's exactly how I felt when he did it. I just, I really couldn't believe it. I was like, wow, what a thing to to have someone do it. It actually made his his passing that much harder, to be honest with you, but I, but I then like to believe- also- Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I shouldn't cut you off. Go ahead. I was just going to say it, it actually feels like there's a piece of him with me whenever I do use it. Like uh, I've sold my previous cameras a lot of times, but this one I refuse to sell. It's I have too much right. value for it. I feel like it was a pivotal turning point in my life. So I, I, I won't I'll never get rid of it. I don't care if it's 40 years down the road. It'll just be a dusty camera that I keep in the in the cabinet. You know what I mean? Right. It, sent, it has sentimental value. Yes. And plus, now you feel obligated to fulfill his request. <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> I have to think about that. You're right. Okay, so um, since he blessed you um, with the Nikon, is that what you're shooting with now? Or Because yes. you mentioned that. Oh, okay. Because it sounded like you, you upgraded again after that from the way you were um, explaining it. So I wasn't sure. Well, yeah. it's a, a, So original very first DSLR camera was a Nikon. I've had a total of four now. I had the D40 way back in 07. In 2015, I got the D7000. In 2019, I was blessed with the Z6. And then in April of last year, I bought the uh, Z9. So I stay in the Nikon family. I was just going to say, I'm like, so you're a Zycon. You're a Nikon um, devotee, I guess. Yeah, I mean, so okay, there everybody has opinions on what model camera they want to use. Right. I prefer to stay on Nikon only because it's what I started with. And okay. I don't want to change I don't want to change up what I started with because well, first of all, it's fucking expensive as hell. So <laughs> changing changing bodies means I also have to I also have to change lenses. I I'm just not for that shit. People okay. talk shit about Nikon. It says the old man camera. I don't give a damn. Okay, so um, let's go. Let's get into your photography style. I know when I first met you, you were um, it was like more scenery, and then you evolved. Once I started wearing my sneakers, I know you started shooting uh, more fashion, and now I guess it's all fashion for you. Or what type of um, photography? I guess would you would you consider your your niche? Okay, as of so- now. It, it it definitely has, I still do all forms that I find interesting. I typically only post model works, like editorial fashion style work. Um, I typically only post that only because it's what brings me the most business. But if I had to put a label on what I want to call myself, I would say my niche is a cross between... <clears throat> editorial and lifestyle i actually um recently discovered that i have this absolute love for lifestyle photography um about maybe two years ago uh i started to like yearly focus on 
these the the top 20 photographers at this one guy i can't remember his name right now on youtube every year he does a list at the first of the year in fact oh shit i haven't watched the one for 2024 um but he does these lists every year and he talks about the most influential photographers that he enjoyed from the previous year and he does it like i said the beginning the first month of each year and um I started looking at the work of a lot of these artists and I was just like blown away because I I really love the ability to take a person. And if you're not doing studio work, putting them in a, in a, what I like to call a creative space, which is basically, you know, everyone knows what that is, but my definition of it for myself is like, for example, I have wanted to do this project of my uh, cousin at my um, at my aunt's house, where his mother sitting like on the couch, he's sitting on the floor, and then his daughter sitting in front of him, and his mom braids his hair. So his mom will be braiding his hair, and he'll be braiding his daughter's hair, or not braiding it necessarily, but just like doing it. You know how dads are, just yeah. like putting it up, just making it look neat, and whenever I see that image in my head, I see just like this powerful black experience, like this photo that when you look at it, it reminds you of home. It reminds you of exactly what you experienced either as a young woman or a young man, if you ever had long hair, or even if you just got, you know, your hair brushed by your parent or whatever, just that, that feeling that comes over you when you look at it. There's an artist I recently started to follow he recently did Beyonce's uh, Essence cover for um, her most recent uh, spread. And I'm telling you, those photos, they did something to me. And this was literally like two days ago. I just have been so inspired by the look of this work because his work isn't particularly staged imagery. It's, it's like in the moment, it's in the now. And what, what's crazy is, from what I've heard, Beyonce handpicks all of the artists that she works with. So I imagine when she saw this man's work or when it was recommended to her, she was blown away by the fact that his work feels very alive. Like when you look at it, you just get this, this deep enriched feeling of like, wow, this is, I can reach out and feel what I'm looking at. Like it does something to me. And I love evoking emotion with my photography. I've struggled with that. So to answer your question, because I've gone off on a tangent, uh, to answer your question, <laughs> my niche would be a form of lifestyle and artistic, um, like expression. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, lifestyle and artistic um, editorial. Um, okay. I, I just really love, I really love that style of work. I do other things as well, but I don't put those at the top of my list because. I don't do them frequently, like weddings and stuff. But I will say, if you are an editorial photographer or a lifestyle photographer, it is very easy to take that mindset and attach it to the, like the engagement photos or like the after ceremony photos. You can really utilize those skills. And I have, and I will say, it has definitely made a difference in the work for me. Okay. Um, really quick. I don't think you've ever sent me the picture um, that you described of the work that moved you because mm. I would really like to see that so I don't know if you can forward that to me of course I can send it to you is that online I'm you want to see I... it you want to you're talking about uh, the photographer that I just that I just spoke of uh, well the the actual the actual photograph of the family with the bra um doing their hair 
Let me see if I can find it real quick. If you send it to me, and then I'll post it in the show notes as well, so that the the viewers can, uh, or I'm sorry, the listeners <laughs> can view it on their phones as well. Gotcha. You don't have to send it to me right now. Okay. 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 So lifestyle. I I should have thought about lifestyle. I guess that's what I meant. But um, yeah. So lifestyle sh- shots. I love it. Um. With that being said, what is your funnest that I guess that just comes straight away or comes straight to your mind? Um, what's the funnest shoot you've done that will always stand out as your funnest shoot thus far in your entire photography career of 18 motherfucking years? <laughs> <laughs> um, let me think. Um, so it's, it's kind of funny because I don't necessarily have like the most fun shoot I could think of. I can give you a few highlights of moments that um that really really like stood out to me. Um Okay. That works. So one of the first shoots that really really captivated me that I was just like super blown away by um I once well, no, I won't say I once. My sister got married in 2019. And um, I didn't, I didn't kind of a short backstory. I didn't grow up with my father. I've only actually seen him before passing maybe three times my whole life. And in 2019, my, um, my little sister got married and he came out here for her wedding. And there was this picture I took of him um while he was unaware he was just chilling and uh, he was sitting next to his wife and uh, he took his glasses off and he kind of rubbed the bridge of his nose and mm-hmm. i noticed he was crying now this is after the ceremony she had already walked and everything we were in the reception period but she did the father daughter dance with him and i don't think he was prepared for that and because uh, we all were kind of estranged from our dad until recent, you know, years. And mm-hmm. um, he reaches up to touch the bridge of his nose. And I swear, I have to look at the picture again, but I believe he's crying. But he had his eyes closed. And I took his picture. And that picture has meant so much to me because my dad passed in uh, April of <clears throat> 2022. And um, I... It's strange, like like I said, I didn't really have the greatest relationship with him, but photography means so much more to me than just taking pictures. It, it, it's very much in my blood at this point. So when I took that picture and I looked back at it and I periodically look at it here and there, it still gives me like these this chill feeling because I don't know, I could just sense his energy when I took it, like all of his kids who he has not had the biggest connection with they're all in the same place plus his grandchildren and I think it was a bit overwhelming for him and then he gets to do the father-daughter dance with the the sibling of mine who had like the biggest impact on him because she had some of the biggest issues with him and for her to have that full circle moment where everything kind of like became solidified and it's like wow this is really happening i think it was like a bit touching for him so that picture always um always hit really hard and i love i love that i have that memory you know what i mean yeah um yeah that one that one it kind of gets to me when i look at it sometimes so i don't look at it frequently 
but um but I, I love I love that picture. Um another uh fun moment was your 49th birthday shoot. I think that that was <laughs> that was one of the most fun photo shoots I've ever done only because <laughs> it was we had an idea prior to the shoot and then uh-huh. we actually made it's it's so amazing and such a great feeling when you when you have an idea and you execute it and it ends up being better than you actually thought it would be or exactly to the degree you thought it would be. And wasn't your sister the one that did the Photoshop yes, part yes. on the birthday card? Because I know okay. not a damn thing about placing. How to do it. Yeah, I don't know how to place. I'm not good when it comes to the graphic design part. And the sister I was right. just referring to, her wedding, it was that sister. She did that for me. She's a a, um, a uh, professional graphic designer. And she she did that literally like in within five minutes. I was just like, wow, the fact that she did it, it made it so seamless still is amazing to me. Um, so I, I really, I was really thankful for that. Um, and then in recent time, um, my wife, she graduated from um, makeup school, I'm sorry, esthetician school recently. And it was on graduation night. Before going to her graduation, I set up my backdrop, I set up my lights and everything in my studio. And I was like, okay, cool. So we got like a lot going on. So let's just start make this quick. I go to her graduation. We leave graduation. We come home. All of 15 minutes. That's all we had. All of 15 minutes because we had reservations with our friends at a um, for her graduation dinner. We took graduation photos. And I, I looked at them, but I didn't really look at them. You know what I mean? I snapped mm-hmm. about maybe five or six pictures. Literally, that was it. And then we left and okay. didn't think about it anymore. The next day, or sorry, not even next day, when we got back home, it was probably like around 10 o'clock and I looked at the photos with her uh, on the computer and both of us were like, oh shit, these are fucking beautiful. She lost her mind because normally when we shoot, it's always like a, a, a scripted moment. We think it out, we shoot it, you know, there's time, we take a number of photos and we go through them. Mm-hmm. every single shot landed in that moment and the, to see the reaction from her was it, it just it did something to me those are the moments that I always remember because they the person's reaction is always what makes the photo even more impactful if, if a person is sees their picture and they react a certain way uh, it always it always touches me. Um, I'll give you one last story, and um, this one it, it kind of tripped me out. So um, I can't give too much detail because there's things going on with them. But I was um, asked to do family photos for this couple. They had adopted a little boy and a little girl. They were brother and sister, and I think he was turning one and the baby was maybe like four months. So she was still a real little thing and they wanted to do photos at um, Eldorado park. So I showed up to Eldorado park and we did their photos. And then I took this one picture and I knew when I saw it, I was like, Oh shit, this is, this is the one. It was just real simple shot of them sitting on the ground or in the grass. Sorry. And they're holding both the babies. The little girl's face is turned toward the camera. The little boy is sitting 
in between one of their legs and he's just got this really innocent smile with his head kind of tilted to the side. But I took it with the idea of creating a large amount of negative space. So I took it where the bottom half of the photo was like right below them on the ground and the upper half of the photo was the tree line. But you don't see okay. any sky. You literally just see all tree. But I shot it and I, and I made a mistake, which actually ended up being amazing. I shot it with my uh, aperture wide open, which creates like the bokeh effect, a really thick blur. So <clears throat> I want to say I was a good maybe 20 feet away. I was a good distance because I really wanted to capture the surrounding space. But I zoomed in tight. And I took this picture and I knew when I saw that it was like, I thought it was amazing, but it wasn't until I was asked to shoot that baby's, the little boy, little boy's first birthday. So I went over taking family photos and I asked him if I could use a restroom and I walked into the house and oh, I'm getting chills, man. I walk into the house and the picture is on their wall and I'll never forget what this, this lady said to me. Um, when I saw it, I was like, wow, I love the picture. I don't know if you printed it. I said, that was actually my favorite photo. She was like, just know from this moment on, you are part of this family. And oh my God, I know. Right. Tell me that's not like something to pull on your heartstrings. You are yeah. part of this, you are part of this family and just know that anytime you do a piece of work like this, you will always be a part of that family and you'll always know that you had an impact on them. She was like, this is the first and only photo shoot we have done with these children. And I don't even think we need any more at this point. This is just, this is all we, this is all we need right here. And I don't know how many more they printed, but when I saw that picture on the wall, I'm telling you, my heart literally dropped. I could not believe it. It just, it just meant so much to me because I knew in the moment when I took it how much I loved it. I had no idea that the family would react the same way I did. Feel the same way. Yeah. Damn. So that 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 one got me. So those are like the moments that I can recall that really just like stood out. There's a bunch of other ones, but those are the ones from current memory that I just like absolutely love, you know. Well, this is a new side of you that I didn't know about. So <laughs> thank you for sharing. Of course, of course. <laughs> Okay, so I got a couple more questions. Um, the listeners need to know that you fucking shoot, or you show up at fashion shows, and you fucking shoot. Like, you've done several fashion shows. From, yes. Like, locally, and you even went to Miami, I want to say, like, a couple months ago, right? Yes, but Miami was Miami was something different, though. Um, I didn't oh. shoot out there. Um, but, no, I, I have done quite a few fashion shows. I've actually done some in the past, too. I, this isn't recent, but, yeah. So, oh, sorry. What was your question? Um, how many? I guess how I, I guess how many have you done? I don't know or if you want to speak on the shows that you did shoot. Um, okay. So, I started shooting fashion like back in 2014, um, and that was when I did my very first fashion show. I didn't know a damn thing about shooting fashion shows. I had no fucking clue what I was doing. So I just looked at the other photographers and kind of winged it. And it was pretty good. I, my lighting was pretty shitty because I didn't know what I was doing, like I said. So it, it was, you know, it was whatever. It was a friend that needed some photos, so I just helped her out. Um, but it wasn't until recent time, uh, was that 2022, um, I went to a fashion show. I accompanied Ashley. She was doing makeup at um, the fashion show. She was doing makeup for the models and stuff. 
And mind you, I didn't come there to do that. I just came to accompany her, help her with some equipment, get some background photos and whatnot, maybe network a little bit. That was the whole entire game plan. And I went there and I ended up really hitting it off with uh, almost every model and all the designers. I got really like cool with all of them, just hanging out, talking to them while she was doing makeup and stuff. And um, I don't know, something just felt right. So I started asking each model when they put on a different outfit to step outside and just so I can get one individual shot of each person just for fun. Didn't think anything of it. Just thought like, okay, you know, I'll get a nice shot. It was a beautiful setting. It's at this massive mansion up in uh, Orange County and it was, it was beautiful. And um, the next day I decided to make a small reel out of just those individual photos. I think it was maybe like 12 or 13. And I posted it and I made sure that I tagged, <clears throat> excuse me, I tagged the proprietor of the, uh, the location. I tagged the, the crew who um, did the, like who had the, the event crew, like the, the, her assistants and stuff. And then I tagged each model, <clears throat> the makeup artist, hairdresser, I tagged everybody. <laughs> and I put my phone down. When I opened my phone back up, I can't remember the amount of followers I had gained. That wasn't even the part that blew me away. My phone was hot. It was hot because, <laughs> <laughs> because the notifications were coming through so damn fast and so frequently. I've never seen anything I posted get reposted. It was like reposted 27 times. And this lasted for like a solid three or four days. It just kept getting posted and it kept going up everything. I want to say like when I posted that, I, at the time, I think I had 300 followers by the end of that week. I think I was like around 900 or so. I, Shit. I couldn't believe that. Damn, <laughs> and good and to some people that may not even seem like a lot. And like a lot of people don't really care about following, which I, at this point in my life, I, it's not really that big a deal. I love the people that follow me that support. I will say that not saying anything negative, but at that particular moment, because <clears throat> I didn't really expect it to take off the way that it did. It just kept being reposted and reposted and reposted. Then I find out crazy. The fucking photographer who was supposed to shoot the show fucked it up. He shot nothing but horrible photos. They were oh. all super dark. They did. He didn't get anything. So this, particular fashion show i literally got like the pre-show and that did that was more impactful than the actual photos of the show i had come to find out later on it kind of tripped me out i was like wow that is freaking amazing so she invited me to her next show and then she invited me to her next show and then that led to shooting um several other smaller shows that were just being hosted in LA and then Ashley got invited to uh, the really big fashion show that's at the LA Convention Center um, called the Model Experience. I accompanied her to that as well. Kind of snuck in there, just keep it real. But uh, I came with her <laughs> and I, I, I snuck to the uh, backstage area behind the, um, the uh, media wall. And it was funny, I meet this guy, his name is Jacob. Shout out to Jacob, because he is a cool motherfucker. I'm going to just keep it real. That motherfucker really 
he is awesome. I have to send you his page too. He's dope as fuck. I hope he hears this one day. <laughs> he was like, bro, just blend in. He was like, come on, man. You got on a black shirt and khakis. You looked the part. Just chill. So I hung out next to the to the uh, to the media wall, and crazy. I actually shot the entire show from that angle, as if I was part of the set crew, and I posted them. And that was another flurry of just random uh, new followers and new people. And since that happened, I ended up working with quite a few new people because of that moment. It was it's just kind of crazy, like. I've actually made friends with quite a few of these models from these different shows, but um, <clears throat> a lot of them have become like close to us. You know what I mean? Um, they work with me and my wife closely, and then I work with them frequently. You get to know them, and they actually become real friends with you, and I and I, I love it. It's it's been, I will say, I've been very blessed to meet such great people in doing this, and that's the one thing that I love about photography. I I always like to say that when I'm doing photo shoots is going to sound weird, but I get in your personal space. So I get to see your insecurities and I get to see how you feel. I get to see what emotions you're evoking all on your face from 10 feet away from you. Because when I zoom in, I'm less than three feet from you. So I get to see all of that. You know what I mean? And when you get to see people and to that degree and you get to talk to them and you get to work with them, I mean, in a sense, face to face, you, you get to understand them better. And you realize that we're all in the same bracket we're just trying to all make it you know what i mean and everybody just has their their lane that they're trying to stay in and that's one thing i can say i've gained from doing this and just getting to meet so many um amazing people i, I really really truly love what i do and it's been an awesome experience another thing i didn't know about you so okay <laughs> i'm learning more about you doing this podcast than when we talk every day <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so one more question I have because I have yet to get the story because um, I wanted to do it. The, that's why I wanted to do the podcast with you um, or have you on my podcast so I can hear the entire story. Now, my graphic designer that um, I work with all the time now for my business, mm -hmm. um, Nicole Carmati, I met her through Instagram and she is a raw artist showcase person as well. So I attended her showcase. Mm -hmm. I didn't attend yours. I'm sorry. It was during the week. <laughs> but tell me, I want to know, because um, I actually wanted you to go with me to the one in LA, but I know you were shooting a wedding that day. So you actually signed up. You are one of the raw artists, um, artists for their showcase in Costa Mesa. So, so I want to know how it went for you. Okay. So yes. Um, again, good old wifey. <laughs> she sent me a, um, an email and they were asking for makeup artists, photographers, painters, all kinds of different art forms. And they said um, they had openings for a few more artists. So I was just like, yeah, fuck it. Why not? I submitted my portfolio, signed up for it, didn't think anything of it. Next day, I get an email like at five in the morning. And it was like, hey, we want to give you the opportunity to be a part of the show. Um, here's like the rules and you know regulations and stuff. So kind of to summarize everything, you have to sell a certain number of tickets to get into the show for free. Otherwise, you pay the difference. Long story short, that part is not really relevant. The part that's awesome is you get to, so what I did first was I went through and I was like, okay, what am I going to print out? What am I going to print? So I started going through my photos and 
Um, I remember speaking to you ahead of time about this, uh, about our, our podcast here. And, and I wanted to save this moment to talk about Roy. Um, that's why I didn't bring him up on the previous question when you said uh, different stories, because Roy's story is different. So okay. at the art show, I, I had brought all of my work in and whatnot. I um, brought in mostly, mostly my editorial work. And they give you like a creative space to hang your stuff. And, you know, people just walk through and they get to, it's like any other art show, nothing too different there. But the thing I will say for me, my experience, because this is my first actual exhibit, it was one of the greatest feelings ever. I, I love getting opinions from those that I know and those I don't know. But there's something about getting a raw opinion from people face to face. It is such an outstanding feeling but there's one particular piece of art that stole the show and i mean literally stole the show i'm talking the other artists were talking to me about it the bartenders were talking to me about it the fucking people who ran the whole show that hung out at the front desk were talking to me about it and that is the picture of roy it is for those who've never seen it it is a picture a black and white photo of a elderly homeless man um quick story i won't make it long because it is a long one but um roy came from texas years ago and he kind of panhandled his way around long beach that's his story in a nutshell um we're gonna jump to 2011 i was in school and i had a project for school which was to photograph an interesting person for five days in the same location so i chose roy he's a homeless guy that hangs out in the pike where i worked in long beach Got to know him. He became a really cool guy. We used to give him food and different things when, when I worked at Segway. He was he was pretty awesome. He told me a story, and um, I asked him if I could photograph him, and I uh, I did for five days straight. On day four, he didn't really feel like doing it, but he still committed to the project, and he gave me this weird kind of... kind of like... Um, I don't feel like doing this, bro, but I'll do it because I love you, man, type look. And I snapped that picture. And I remember it didn't really hit hard until I took it into school that night. Or, yeah, into school a couple of nights later when we had to turn the project in. I took it to school and my teacher looked at it. All of this was in color, by the way. And he stopped on that one photo. He just stared at it. He got close to the board because we used to put him on the, on the, on the laptop. And then he'd project them onto the, onto the whiteboard. <laughs> Okay. So he he turned the picture black and white in Lightroom while we were in class and he grabbed his chin and he stared at it and I'll never forget that motherfucker turned around and was like this. This fucking picture right here. This is this is fucking it, man. This is what the fuck I'm talking about. This is exactly what the fuck you need to be doing. You need to stick to this shit. Keep this up and I swear to god you'll go fucking far in your career. Everybody else emulate this this is exactly what the fuck you need to do i wish i could have recorded that shit because my fucking heart almost jumped out of my chest i could not believe what he had to say about that picture it blew me away so i was just like wow this is this is the picture this is the one and so over the years that picture has followed me through my career because one i love the story and the guy in the photo because he became really close to me you know what i'm saying yeah, he actually passed away in 2017, but his picture has oh. and has helped him live on. And I have used his picture a few different times for different um, exhibits that I've done. 
um, like smaller ones, but that picture has now been printed in two magazines. It has been um, showcased at two art galleries, most recently the one we're talking about, the, uh, the um, Raw Artist Show. And I centered, I put his image in the center of uh, a total of five images. He was right in the middle. And I have never had so many people, I've never told the story that I just told you so many times. I think I told that story about 30 times that night and I never felt fatigued by it. I never felt like, oh, here we go again. I was so happy to tell his story and talk about him and just the details in his face and the emotion that it evokes. It's kind of a trip. Um, it was maybe a couple months after that photo, um, when I was in school, right before we finished the class, uh, my teacher pulled me aside again. And there's this really famous photo taken by this uh, photographer named, um, uh, she, what's his name? I think it's Steve Curry, Steve McCurry. Steve McCurry is a uh, National Geographic photographer. And he took this really outstanding photo. It's like the most famous portrait in the world next to Mona Lisa. It's a picture of a girl from Afghanistan from 85. He took a picture of her in a refugee camp and she's got these really piercing green eyes. I know which photograph you're talking about. Okay, so check this out. My teacher took my picture, which I had printed out for him because he asked me for a copy of it. He okay. took it and he stuck it on the board next to the... Uh, to that girl. Yeah, to the National Geographic's cover, which he had removed. And he said, look at these pictures and compare them. Without knowing any of this, without even comparing the two photos ahead of time, without any knowledge of what I was doing, he said, you literally captured this exact same image in this man. He said, look at the eyes. The eyes of this man look sad. They look tired. He said, look at her eyes. Her eyes are alert and piercing. He said, look at the shoulder placement. Her shoulders are rigid and hard. Look at his shoulders. They're smooth and, and relaxed. Look at the head, like the way the head is tilted. Her head is straightforward and, and direct. His is kind of slouched just a little bit low. She was like, it's literally a, com it's the complete opposite, yet it's the exact same photo in terms of its angle, its, its direction, and its power. He was like, this picture is going to lead you to a lot of places and open a lot of doors for you. And so having the ability to have a picture I took in 2011 be a crown jewel for me all the way in 2024 or 2020. Yeah. 2024 at this point is just like, Holy shit. This picture really did. It really is like a, a career based photo. It really, it tells me that what I've been doing, not that there's anything wrong with it, that that's what I probably should have remained focused on taking those painful yet powerful portraits because they tell stories without you even having to give words. People can look at that man and tell that there's depth to him just simply based off of his expression. And so to get back to your original question, my experience with being in that art show was phenomenal based off of my ability or my opportunity, sorry, my opportunity to tell the stories of my photos. And for me, that that was that was all I needed. More than anything, that was one of the greatest opportunities ever. Was just the ability to be able to tell my stories to people that were interested in my art and wanted to see 
what the story was behind each one of them. You know what I mean? But specifically his. Yeah. So yeah. Well, good. I'm glad. And um, are you able to send me a link for that picture as well? Absolutely. Or is it on your Instagram? Oh, and then I can put it in my show notes. I have the original picture. I don't have it on my Instagram anymore. What I oh. will actually say that I I didn't mention. I have retired the photo. I know, oh, you have. I know oh, it sounds okay. crazy, but I, I still have it, of course. I'll never get rid of it. Right. I retired it because I realized after everything I've just told you, I have I have relied on it. I have relied on it for, for everything. And I don't feel like that has given me the opportunity to grow like I should have. If anything, I should use it as a stepping stone and not as a crutch. And I feel and like I have of, done that. Okay. Well, that makes sense. And then that way, um, when you evolve or when you grow and evolve more in your photography, you can find a new shot that would hold the same placement value as Roy. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Okay. So let's end this, Blaine. Um, let's do this. Give me or let everybody know your social. I know you have Instagram and I would know you have your website. I don't know if you have anything else. And then also shoot me all the links so I can put it in the show notes as well. I absolutely will. Um, I currently only use Instagram and uh, I'm considering getting back into YouTube because I was doing a bit of drone, drone uh, video and photography. So I, I'm considering getting back into YouTube just to upload stuff like that and to do more of my BTS on there. But as of right now, Blaine D Media is my Instagram handle. And that's where you can see majority of my work. And then my website is Blaine Dean Media as well. So www.blaindeanmedia.com. God, I sound old actually repeating the W's. I just realized that. I heard that in a long, <laughs> okay, I do that too. <laughs> a long ass time. <laughs> but yeah. So blindedmedia.com. The link to my Instagram is on there as well. So all of my work can be seen there. I'm actually going to be doing some more uploading to my website soon. So yeah, hope Yay. to see hope to see some traffic. Okay, Bestie. I'm going to call it a day because I need to go pick up my car. But thank you for being on this podcast. I didn't know a lot of stuff about you, I guess. And even though we're best friends, <laughs> I just learned a lot more about you today. I'm glad I could share that with you. All right. Well, thank you again. And everybody, we'll see you next week. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye.